gave me the deal and you know, I was able to see it before it went on the market for sale. So I went over, saw it the day it came for sale, wrote a full price offer and bought the thing. And that was five years and three months ago from right now. So just a little over five years, it was my first rental property. Um, I still own the property today. It's a tremendous property. Cash flows extraordinarily well. And then from that one, you know, I bought the house next door, met the neighbor on that one. They were an older couple. Um, ended up needed to go to an assisted facility. A great book can totally challenge your conventional thinking and change your life for good. However, some of us just don't have the luxury of time of sitting down to read a book. But there are some instances in which we do have dead time. And these are perfect times to learn. So we can learn while driving instead of jamming to the same music on the radio or maybe at the gym. Well, now you can. Dwelling has partnered with Amazon's Audible to give you, the Dwell listeners, a free book. Yes, a free book. So all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash dwelling and download your free book. This will also be in the show notes. You can click on the link. And if you don't have a book in mind and you say, Ola, I don't actually know where to start with. Well, awesome, because I can tell you what to start with today. It's a quintessential classic. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So download Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that would basically just take your mind on a different spin. Of course, I'm always open to hear um, from our Dwell listeners. So email me at ola at dwelling.com. And then feel free to also give us a, a rating and review. This really helps us to rank better in iTunes. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got an incredible um, guest with us today. Hey, O'Neill, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, you, you've done a ton, but I can't wait for us to kind of jump into it. Um, for our listeners who don't know who you are, can you kind of tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you've been doing, and kind of what you've been up to lately? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm Neil Timmons. I'm from Des Moines, Iowa. So right in the heartland of this, uh, this country. Uh, and I, I got into the business as a traditional realtor. We have been in that or had been in that business for literally years and years and years and years. It took me a long time, way too long to transition into the investor side of things. Uh, and, and we do it all. We're in a, you know, we're in our tertiary market. So that means we make uh, dollars and cents out of every lead we can possibly get. A lot of fixing and flipping. That's been our bread and butter. Uh, number buy and hold. We wholesale. And then I, we still have a brokerage, although I don't uh, operate as a realtor anymore. I am the broker. And I've got a, uh, brought a gal on last year, Ashley, who does a terrific job. She handles all of our stuff on the, on the realtor side of things. Thank you so much for that. Um, there's a bunch yeah. for us to talk about. Um, you wrote a book as well. We'll get to that at the end. Um, one thing that yeah. did pop to my mind was... Um, you know, I, I used to work with a lot of residential um, agents. Um, now yep. I, I just work with, you know, commercial brokers on, you know, because we buy apartments. But exactly. I, re I, I remember when I meet with agents, I, I'm always wondering, like, why are they not doing, you know, what I'm doing? <laughs> you know, that question right. just was always there at the back of my mind. So I want to ask right. you, like, what made you move from that, just being an agent to actually being an investor? Can you kind of just talk us through the story of how you got started? Yeah, no, ab absolutely. So when I was 29 years old, I became the number one agent in the state of Iowa in the Remax system. I was, uh, I had my own office, had a small team, um, sold 211 homes that year as a realtor. And I, I got to that point, obviously, uh, you know, I get to that point, I was making some pretty good money. 
and shortly thereafter, I was like, you know what, it's time to start putting some of this to work. And the stock market really is kind of a scary place in my my, my eyes. There's not there's not a tremendous amount of control there, as you well know. And so the ability to put your money into real estate, something tangible, something you you can you know choose what you pay for it, choose how to remodel it, choose how to sell it. There's so much control in that that control. What has been rewarded to me over our course of buying lots of properties has been, you know, a, a return on investment that doesn't even touch the stock market and also at a reduced risk level. So it, it did take me a long time. You're right to just like a lot of realtors who are in that, who are successful, who also never make that next, you know, they don't, they don't go to a different level. They're just, they, they know their business. They're really good at that, but they just don't have I don't know if what it takes, or it's just not a—it's not an aspiration of theirs to become, to enter the investment side. But for me, you know, what I realized is that I was gonna—I was gonna be working forever as a realtor, because a realtor business is, in my mind, almost worth zero without you there, the person there. You know, nothing happens. You can try to put a team in place. Uh, it's just not quite the same without that person leading the charge. So to have that passive income. Um, to, to be able to go down that path, you know, and I've got a bunch of single family homes, uh, bought apartments, much like you um, have bought commercial assets. That has been a bigger um, move for us in the last, the last uh, year or so. And, and it's been a, uh, and each time you buy something, you learn something and then it expands your capacity to, to do more. And so that's what single families were the entry point, And now it's progressed to, to larger assets. Yeah, before I ask you, what is your favorite strategy since you've done a bunch and you've obviously sold a ton of homes for you to be number one, um, you know, in your market. So um, basically, so what was that first, if there's an agent listening to this or maybe just somebody that's looking to get started, what was that deal that actually got your feet in the door? Like, how did you actually make that transition? So maybe tell us, you know, the story. I think you partner with an investor. So just kind of tell us that deal, how you found that deal, how you funded it, how you actually got involved um, in the beginning. Yep. So in the beginning, uh, was I flipped my, my, that was my first entry point into that of, of an investor. Uh, flipped the property. At that time, you know, we're, we're going back probably 10 years at this point. Uh, at that point, I, you know, was out showing homes uh, to a client. They were buying some stuff and uh, they passed on a home and uh, I thought it was a pretty good deal. And so literally I just bought it. Now, obviously the MLS in, in our world looks very different today in today's market than 10 years ago, which was, you know, which was quite a bit different. Right. So the, there were opportunities out there. So I bought it, went in, um, got introduced to a contractor uh, had them, you know, had them do, do the thing. And that became an interesting piece and probably the most complex piece in my mind. Um, you know, if you can, if you can identify a deal, understand what it's going to take to rehab. And then, you know, it's really the, the more complex piece is the execution of the business model. How do you go and manage that contractor? Do you have good relationships? And that's something I really focused on over the last mm, four or five years, to make sure that we really have tremendous relationships with our contractors. But to go back to your, to your question, you know, I was in a, candidly, I was in a privileged position on the first deal. I mean, I, I paid cash for the thing. I paid cash for the remodel coming off of being, you know, being a realtor and being frugal with my money. I had cash resources to be able to do that. Um, so went in, did it, invested in it. 
um, but I, I remember this. It's probably, you know, I've done hundreds at this point of fix and flips. Uh, but so I can probably count on one hand the number of noisy neighbors, you know, just the, the squeaky wheel, if you will. And I remember the neighbor at this place was like the worst. He was the most annoying person ever. He was always concerned about weeds in the yard or in the corner of the fence. And he would come over. I, I'd literally hear stories from the agents who would go show the home about how the neighbor showed up and talked to him about everything for 15 minutes. So we had to navigate that a little bit, but eventually got it done, got it sold, made a profit. And then that was that was the entry point. And you're going, all right, cool. Well, I, I don't remember the exact number, but you know, it was probably 10 to 12,000 bucks, somewhere in that kind of range. Um, and I was going, well, you know, uh, that was relatively easy. And it was way more in control than the ability to make ten or $12,000 as a realtor felt like really labor intensive. So what did you, so what did you do next? Cause you were like, okay, this is not bad. And made like 10, this, 20, you know, 10. Yeah. 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 So, so, so what then was it, the next foray. It, yeah. The next foray, it took me a while. Then I was, then we started doing a few more every so often. I would just buy stuff out of the MLS. That's it. I'd buy things off the MLS anytime I was out, anytime I see something that was interesting, cool. Let's buy another one. Uh, and let's, let's, let's keep going. So I bought a few, bought a few, bought a few. And then, um, it took a while until I was like, you know what, let's buy a rental property. I was out, I was having lunch with a friend of mine who's a realtor. I actually got him into this industry as an agent. So we were having lunch and he said, you know what, I got a, I got a property coming up, great area needs a ton of work. Um, probably a better, probably a better rental property than a rehab. There's the numbers are not likely to work on a, on a rehab basis on the exit closing cost primarily. And so uh, I said, well, cool. Let me, you know, let me look at it. He, he gave me the deal and you know, I was able to see it before it went on the market for sale. So went over, saw it the day it came for sale, wrote a full price offer and bought the thing. And that was five years and three months ago from right now. So just a little over five years. It was my first rental property. Um, I still own the property today. It's a tremendous property. Cash flows extraordinarily well. And then from that one, you know, I bought the house next door, met the neighbor on that one. They were an older couple. Um, ended up needed to go to an assisted facility. So bought that one. And then it just snowballed. I was like, cool. Well, this is buying these rentals. And it's a solid B neighborhood. So I manage that property myself. Even to this day, I manage it because it's not very, it's not very straining on on what I do. Our C properties, we third party manager that. It's a little more smart more pieces. There. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. yeah. <laughs> so so you you did some flips and then rentals. And then they got to a point where you thought, well, I want to go a little bit bigger into commercial, yep. right? And as you know, yep. these are two, you know, totally different worlds, mm -hmm. right? You know, Correct. you know, I remember, you know, when I was getting started in commercial, like like the brokers did not care if I flipped the house or bought a rent. Like it's just totally different, right? Correct. So, so yep. how did you make that transition into commercial? Yeah, good, when you, yeah, when good you question. Did, yeah, what did Let you, me give you this. buy? Yep, absolutely. I'll give you the setup here. So uh, moving through the single family space, I finally made a decision to like, let's go do this full time. Started winding on my real estate, real tour business, started gearing up, hiring, um, eventually hiring people on our fix and flip side. Now on that world, we do about 75 to 100 transactions a year between fix and flip, buy and hold, um, novations, every, everything in that space. That's what we're doing today. And then, you know, 
you start making money, you're going to go, how do I, how can I employ these dollars and cents? Right. So, you know, I bought an eight plex along the way, about four plex along the way. So I started buying bigger assets and rolling these dollars up because there's only so much money you can make off a $90,000 house versus a, you know, $900,000 or, or two or $3 million building. So uh, my uh, brother happens, uh, my brother came to me at one point, I've got three brothers, uh, my youngest came to me at one point. He was an attorney. He was probably three years into the business. And he goes, dude, I, I, I'm done being an attorney. I want to do something else. I'm thinking about getting into real estate. And uh, he's like, what, what, you know, what would you recommend? I'm thinking about becoming a realtor like you. I said, well, that's a terrible idea. I said, I don't think you would like, I don't think you would enjoy, I know your personality, you're, you know, you're coming from an attorney world. I said, you're very, you're more thoughtful, more methodical. I said, I think I would explore the commercial real estate world. Let me buy you a book. So I bought him my favorite book on commercial real estate, sent it to him. Four days later, he was like, I'm becoming a commercial realtor. And so now he's a few years into this as a commercial realtor. And as you can imagine, he's my brother. The first call he makes when he gets a deal, that might be something of interest. He calls, calls his older brother. Right. And so that was my, that was my first buy. He sent me trying to remember which one and I, I bought a I bought a bakery that is my first my first transaction as I bought a uh, bakery which is the bakery for the largest grocer in the state it's also the largest employer of the state they bake it's a 17,000 square foot building they bake all their tremendous amount of goods out of here and then ship them off to their various grocery stores fantastic so wait you right. bought the bakery or the building that the bakery is in I, but you're right. I bought yeah. the building that the bakery gotcha, is gotcha. Also, yeah, the thank book, you. Yeah, the, the book, the commercial book that you re- recommended to your brother, what, what's that book, yeah. if, if you can Conf- remember? Confessions of a Real Estate Entrepreneur. Hmm. Confession of a Real Estate I, Entrepreneur. I, I don't recall who wrote it. So you, you know, Amazon it, if you will. But yeah. uh, what a tremendous book, tremendous story. Really, uh, really well. It's a very good book. Yeah. Yeah, definitely would do that. Okay, so you kind of bought a, I guess, industrial building right industry yeah it's it's exactly right yeah Yeah. manufacturing yeah yeah so you were like oh this is really cool um and then you know what did you do after that i'm just trying to build this up yep after that like literally the same year not not that long after that i bought a a retail building it's got about i'm on ballparking say 12 tenants it's two buildings right next to each other It's it's a neighborhood retail strip center it's in the path of progress. The building is a like a C, C minus, uh, in a in a B location. Nice. So the the long term plan there is that the buildings will be scraped, and a, a new building will be erected. My, my neighbor next door, they ended up buying uh, a developer bought three parcels of ground. I say parcels; these are tiny pieces. There might be an acre between all three. They just sold it for a million bucks um, not that long ago. Another, uh, in fact, the uh, the grocer that I just mentioned bought the ground. They're putting up a convenience store. They've got a new branding on their convenience store side that they just are in the process of building right now. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. So let's kind of get into the book and then I'll talk about Real Great yeah. as well, your podcast. So yeah. why did you write this book? Yeah. So I, I wrote this book, you know, if I think about and give thought to, and I'm, I'm part of a whole bunch of groups, probably much like you or good across the country 
the, you know, the number one biggest issue I see in our industry and other people like us experience is their ability to hire is very challenging. And, you know, we are also in an environment uh, on the backside of COVID, hiring looks very different and work and office offices versus remote look, work looks very different. And so we found ourselves in a position where we were, you know, obviously in my business and we we're scaling. And so how do we go through and how do we hire? How do, how do we navigate what we were in? We found ourselves very challenged hiring here locally. And so I had to make a pivot to go, how do we get salespeople and, and really critical staff? Uh, how do we get them virtually? And I say virtually. When I say that, I mean in the U.S., U.S.-based employees. And so how do we do that? Because for me, I want, my, I want the absolute best talent for the dollars that I'm going to spend. And I don't care if they're here in town, if the job doesn't require it, which most jobs don't. Um, I don't care if they're here in town in my backyard or you know, if they're wherever you happen to be, any part in this country, it doesn't matter to me. I want the best. And that's what we're able to do. And that's, that's what had me write the book. And it's, you know, let me show you. It's, it's, I got the book right here. Unicorn Hunting for Real Estate Investment Companies. How to easily attract, screen, and land a unicorn. It's a complete hiring funnel. So when I say it's a complete hiring funnel, this book is really more of a step-by-step -step guide because 80% of it's laid out like a standard operating procedure. What to do, how to do it. It's written in such a way that, you know, probably 80 or 90% could be outsourced to somebody else in your office or a virtual assistant if you've got one. Um, and it's, it allows you to methodically bring people in, how to screen them. It's, it's a step-by-step -step approach written by somebody in this industry, been here for a long time, for other people in our industry. So it's unlike, uh, unlike a lot of books that I've had to digest in order to even figure out how to hire that most of the time they left me confused or you know without an exact tangible plan about okay it's a great book now what do i actually do this book actually tells you exactly what to do because it's exactly what we do so the real great um your podcast is coming up yeah uh, that's that's fun tell us a little bit about it and when it's going to be coming out so maybe folks can you know plug into that as well Absolutely. Yeah, we just actually dropped the first uh, three or four episodes in the last seven days. So it's, it's out now. You can find it on uh, everywhere podcasts can be found. And, you know, what I do is dive in there and talk about, you know, for, for anybody who's been in this business period of time, much like you, it's not all, it's not all roses, is it? There's some bumps and some bruises and learning curves along the way. And that's what we get into on The Real Grid is to talk about what's that look like. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, the listeners there are fix and flippers. You know, the goal being, the goal being, you know, whether you wholesale, whether you fix and flip, the idea being to generate a, a really good large revenue there, net income, and then be able to eventually deploy that into rental properties, to apartments, to commercial buildings, whatever your, let's call it forever cash strategy is. And so we talk about what that's like there. And um, in the, in the, really in the, Law heavy in the fix and flip world, bringing people through that as I, you know, as you alluded to, I partner with other fix and flippers. And so we get very heavy into that. Fantastic. No, I really appreciate that. Well, we could keep going, but we're definitely, definitely dwelling into the quick rounds. These are going to be quick questions, quick answers. You ready, sir? Love it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. First question. What makes you new unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl? Uh, two things. I'm obsessed with, uh, with real estate. I absolutely love this. So your, you know, your question is mo most people don't somehow morph out of 
you know, selling houses as a realtor and I've sold thousands to all, you know, buying commercial realty, real estate. It just, it just generally doesn't happen. Um, but I'm just obsessed. I'm obsessed with real estate. I'm obsessed with learning. I love it. I've got a passion for it. That, and then the second one is, you know, I, I care and my intent is to make a deep personal impact in people's lives. So I love partnering with people. I love bringing people along for the ride and doing it together because it's, you know, when you do it yourself, it's lonely at the top. When you do it with others, there's a lot of joy. There's a lot of things to celebrate with others along the way. Awesome. What was the last book that you read? And what was the one thing that you picked up from that book? Oh, good question. Uh, I'm, I'm currently reading the Bible. Let me see if I can find the name for you. It's, um, something like the commercial Bible to real estate. Yeah. So, you know, one of the, what's my biggest takeaway so far is it touches on all aspects of commercial real estate. So heavy in apartments, because the person who wrote it is heavy into finance of apartments. I think that's his, that's his business. Um, so it very talks about very heavy about apartments and then into all the other aspects of commercial real estate. I think my big takeaway is when he goes into deep detail relative to developing, so land development, whether that be for whatever purposes, doesn't matter, whatever the intended outcome is, um, that I read that and got a really deep understanding about what it would take to be a developer and enough to know that I never want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wise man. Final question. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Uh, I travel. I do two things. I travel and I hunt. So uh, I go on an annual hunt with uh, my my college buddies every year. We just we just do it once a year in the fall, and it's great to be able to get together with guys. But other than that, I travel about every other month. I'm someplace in this country. Yeah, Fantastic. someplace beautiful. Often involving hiking. I love hiking. Fantastic. So if there's anybody listening to this new and thinking, wow, I really want to get connected with Neil, what is the best place people can reach out and get to know you better? Uh, I'm a great question. I'm going to give you two things for your audience, you know, uh, relative to the book. Uh, this retails on Amazon for $49.95, but for your audience, you know, I, I want to do something special. So, uh, you know, I'll give the book away. Just pay the shipping and handling. You guys can go to landaunicorn.com, landaunicorn.com. Um, and then from there, you know, uh, you want to reach it, you want to learn a little more about me or how we partner with Fix and Flippers, bringing money to deals and, and um, financing and partnering along the way. Uh, you can check that out at uh, LegacyImpactPartners.com, LegacyImpactPartners.com. Neil, thank you so much. Uh, this has been amazing. Hey, really, really appreciate thanks it. Thanks a ton. Thank yeah, you. I've enjoyed it. I appreciate you. Thank you. You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com.